0: testify that reminds me that. Testify, testify testify all my life will test that's an old song it does it encourages us right it encourages us it says that they will overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony some some people here are scared to step out raise your hand if that's you I am. Different circumstances, different places, different people. Your work, it's, it's a challenge. It's risky. You know what really helps that? Is when you're around wacko people who do it. Yeah. It's true. Like when I've been around people who also go for it and are just encouraging, fully, fully being like, yeah, this is the scariest thing ever, but, but you're doing it together, man, that's empowering. You know, And I can look back and be like, oh, I was so bold. Like walking around malls and praying for people for healing, like just looking for the next person limping around like, oh, we're going to get them. We're going to get them. You know, and then, I, and then I get off, you know, by myself some more and, 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 and not in that really encouraging atmosphere and it's just harder. Right? So it empowers us. It, it, it gives us courage and boldness to like, if they can do it, I can do it. And I want you to know you can do it. You can share God wants to touch you, and he wants to move through you to touch other people. It has nothing to do with you, which is why you can do it. Amen? It's just, you just make yourself available. You know, like Paul, well, he didn't even make himself available, but he was ready for an opportunity and and took it when it presented itself. One other thing about testimonies before we progress to them is that sometimes we can hear testimonies and nothing can change because what a testimony really is I mean it's what God's doing whether that's in you what he did through you and if we don't honor that or honor what God's doing then we're not really going to receive from it so so if someone's up here sharing a testimony God did this in my life if we're open to that if we if we're like wow yeah God God did that amen hallelujah well all of a sudden that honor opens our hearts up to actually experience it too or, or to be open to that happening for us, in us, or through us. Amen? So, so some, sometimes, honestly, the sharing testimonies can seem boring. Okay, we don't want that tonight. So when, when people are up here sharing in faith, they're like, yes, God's, God's working, God's moving And I can do that too. So it's okay to give a shout. It's okay to encourage people. After they're done, be like, good job. Good work, brother. Good work, sister. We're proud of you. Hallelujah. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for stepping up. Because we need to be encouraged, right? Who needs to be encouraged? We do not encourage one another enough. It says in scripture, encourage one another as long as it is today. Amen. So when people come up to share, we're going to encourage them, and in that, we're going to be encouraged, and we're going to be going to be empowered to to see more, step out more, and it'll be so exciting. Yeah, Amen. So we have two people who are going to share a bit longer testimonies tonight, Krista and Celinda. Yeah. That's right, yeah. sister yeah. Power. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna share five minute testimonies. During that time, I want you just to be thinking. Okay, and asking the Lord, is there anything, God, that you want me to share? Um, And then we're going to open it up, okay? But we're not going to open it up for you to share 10-minute, not even a 5-minute testimony, okay? We're going to open it up. You can just share just a a short testimony. Now, it doesn't need to, to fit a certain category. It could be about how you came to know the Lord. Maybe, you know, it could be about a way God used you this week or last week or last month. Okay? It, could, it could be something God did in your heart or in your mind and, and the way that you see people differently or the way that, that he's brought you from one, one phase to another. Okay, So it could be any of those things, and God might put it on your heart to come and share it. It'll encourage you, but it'll also encourage other people. Cool? All right, so let's invite Krista up. And she's going to share with us. So, <laughs> <woo>! <laughs> put your hands out like you're receiving a present. God, we receive all the encouragement that you have for us tonight, all the excitement and empowerment and just boldness um, to, to approach you and to be used by you. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Wow, with that welcome, it's hard to like be serious up here. <laughs> I don't need to be serious. That's true. Um, <laughs> so forewarning, I did not plan out what I was going to say verbatim. So if <laughs> it's a little scattered, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, but I've been coming to Communitas for a few years, and I know most of you, not all of you. Um, Hi, <laughs> Hossie. So it's it's fun to be speaking to everyone um, But one thing is that even if we've known people for a few years, we might know them at a heart level um, Most of us don't really know each other's testimonies of how we came to know Jesus and and who we used to be and what he's done in our lives so I think it's a really cool thing to look back and see how he's Changed us on an individual level um, and be encouraged by that in other people So a bit of my story is that I grew up in a Christian family And it was a huge huge blessing. I grew up in western Minnesota um, on a farm in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it's called. Yes, <laughs> um, and it was it was it was good. I, I honestly, by by most standards, had a really a really ideal childhood. Um, really stable parents that loved one another and loved me and my brother. I have an awesome brother. Um, <laughs> announcement. Not everyone knows that we're related, and they're always surprised when they find out. So everyone can be in the inner circle and know the secrets. But Andy and I are siblings, and Andy's standing back there in the black shirt. He's really cool. <laughs> he's probably the coolest older brother I've ever had in my life.
2: <laughs> but
1: he's also the only one, but he would be the coolest. Um, but yeah, so we grew up together. We grew up in a Christian home. It was a huge blessing. Um, but I, we, we grew up just, just learning about all the Bible stories. Um, we knew that Jesus died for our sins. I think I prayed a prayer when I was like three or three and a half. Um, and that's the end of my testimony. So, <laughs> just kidding. That's not the end. <laughs> I prayed a prayer, accepted Jesus into my heart, um, but there was a lot of levels of understanding that still still had to come. And I grew up, I grew up thinking that Christianity was all in my mind, um, and so I, I learned all these stories. I took them in. I was a really good student. I got really good grades. Um, thought that as long as I could like give the right answers to everything, then I was good, and that was the end of it. Um, but starting in, probably in high school, um, what started beginning to change was I, I began to realize that, that God loved me. That sounds crazy. Yeah, it's true. It sounds crazy because I, I heard that entire, like, my entire life I heard, like, God loves you, he died for you, um, but I began to let that truth just take root in my heart and know that he not only loves us, but he, he really likes us, he enjoys us, he created us. Because he wanted to. He didn't have to. <laughs> and, and that was a, a really freeing revelation. Um, so I, I just began to begin to, to hear that and, and began to hear it from him too. Just, just hearing him speak to my heart that he, he really cares for each of us individually. He loves us. Um, he created us. He created us uniquely. Um, and I began to live in, live in freedom. I, I think up to that point, my entire life, all my decisions were based on performance. They were based on pleasing other people. And being this perfect person that I thought that I needed to be. And at that point it began to switch. And I began to see that, that I, could, I could gain everything in the entire world. But if my relationship with God wasn't living and active. And I didn't live out of the love that he had for me. I was, I was really losing everything. Because um, he created us for relationship with him. Um, so I began to see that more and more. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> and um, yeah. So since then it's, it's been a journey of, of growing in freedom growing in freedom from the fear of man, freedom from what other people think of us, um, realizing that who he created us is beautiful and we're each unique, we're each completely different. But living exactly who he's created us to be, is that's going to bring God the most glory. That's how he's, he's made us to be. Um, and also living completely out of the love that he has for us, that's, gonna, that's, that's what the world wants to see. All creation is, is groaning and longing for the day that the sons and daughters of God remember who they are that they live out of that authority, and they live out of that, yeah, that belonging. So, um, yeah, so that's most of my testimony. I mean, obviously, there's a lot more to that. Um, I also wanted to share, everyone's like, Krista, she's joyful. Her life is perfect. That's not completely true. <laughs> if you talk to my roommates, I'm not always joyful, I promise. I definitely mess up. But <laughs> but um, the Lord has given me a lot of joy, um, and I think that he longs to give all of us joy. It says, it says... Yeah. <laughs> it says that Jesus was um he was acquainted with sorrows, but he was also anointed with the oil of gladness more than all his companions. So Jesus was he was really happy. He was really really happy. And one of my favorite verses is in Psalm 16. It's the last verse and it says, "You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore." Um and and just like in his presence is fullness of joy and even when our our life circumstances aren't the best, and things around us happen. We all, the craziness about, about being a follower of Jesus and having his life inside of us is that we can always be full of joy. We can always have strength. We can always remember truth, that he's king and he cares for us. Um, yeah. And that's, that's my testimony. Jesus loves you.
0: Amen. That's good. Those are some deep truths and things we grow in more and more. But here's, okay, now here's the thing. We had a testimony, and the testimony brings us to, to an awareness, opens us up, right? And we're like, wow, yeah, the, the love of God, or the joy of God. Maybe, maybe something in there resonated with you. Maybe you're like, I want, I want to see that more. I want to know that more. So that's the Holy Spirit touching you. Well, now... We're going to just ask that God does that. Otherwise, we might miss it. And, uh, and we'll just turn around and we'll just be like, oh, yeah, you know, that felt good or that piqued my interest for a little bit. But, no, we have to stop and say, okay, if God's doing something in you, we got to stop. we got to sit there to, to see it through, right? So will you pray for that we're anointed in gladness and the love of God?
1: Yeah, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray Ephesians 3 over everyone. So it's a really powerful passage. Um, <clears throat> it says, For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. That according to the riches of your glory, God, you may grant all of us, everyone at Communitas, everyone here, um, to be strengthened with power through our inner being, through our spirit and our inner being, so that Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith. That you, all of you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints. What is the breadth and length and height and depth? And to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that we may all be filled with the fullness of God. Thank you for that, God. I ask that you would just um, reawaken us again. Help us to to see that you really do love us. Help us to to even just feel that, not to just know it with our minds, but for, for that knowledge to fill our hearts and fill our entire being, that we just know, that we know, that we know, that we are completely loved by you, God, that you you died for us. You gave everything you had to be with us. And help us to live out of a knowledge of that love. Um, I ask that you just fill us all with, with joy, with joy in your presence, God. Thank you that you are always with us, that you never leave us or forsake us. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.
3: Amen.
0: Celinda! Yeah. So woo!
4: Hi, everyone.
5: Hi, Selinda.
4: I'm really excited to be up here. Okay. Um, that, which is That's a new thing in itself. I used to be absolutely terrified of getting up in front of people and sharing anything about my heart. So that is, that's just a praise right there. Um, so I'm going to talk about specifically um, it's kind of a, a theme or a chunk of time where the Lord basically saved my life. Um, in more than one way Um, and so what I want to do is I want you guys to picture um, a temple so just kind of what you guys would picture like in ancient Greece or something like with marble and something like that or you know Solomon's temple or something like that just for a visual Um, and so usually what you guys think makes up a temple what holds up a temple Pillars. Right. Yeah. Pillars. So well usually when I describe this part of my life, I use this illustration because I feel like the Lord gave it to me way even before I knew that I was going to share it, which was really, really cool. Um, but so each pillar that was compiled of me, that made me up, um, like everybody has a pillar. They have multiple pillars that identify them that make that they identify with like sister, brother, father, mother, friend, you know beloved daughter, beloved son of God um, so it's it's quite scary when that pillar when that when those things that you you define yourself by start to completely crumble and fall apart and you think you're that your temple is completely falling down and that's what in a sense happened to me um, three years ago I found myself in a very peculiar situation um, with just getting I was in my soft junior junior year of college and I um, had ended a relationship with this guy, and that was kind of, that was the the catalyst. Like, that was something that sparked this huge thing in me that was so much deeper than I had ever, that I would ever have thought. So that was, that started it, but that wasn't really the focus of it anymore. It soon to be came that way. Um, but I ended up finding myself so... Depressed, and so I would just I would just sit in my room, and I would I would be in my dorm, and I'd just stare at the wall for hours, and I didn't want to do anything. And um, I started to lose who I was. Um, I started to question the fact that God had given me a brain, and He'd given me a brain that He helped me and he gave me wisdom to make decisions. So even just the smallest things that you wouldn't even question, suddenly I was questioning. Why why did I do this? Why did I do that? Who who am I? No idea. Had no idea anymore. Um So fast forward a couple of a few months, I didn't really know what was going on, so I I moved back home and I just kind of Waited it out, prayed a lot more, tried to spend a lot more time in the bible um, which was which was beautiful in itself, um, but that wasn't the end all um, I think a good way to describe it would be that i was I was so depressed and so out of functionality with life that um, I ended up on my parents' living room floor in a ball and I was hysterical. And I didn't know who I was and I was absolutely in terror. And it's people who have had clinical depression know this. It's something that's pretty hard to describe unless you've you've been in it, but it's, it's something that you wouldn't really wish for anybody. Um, but that's where I was. I was hysterical ball on the floor. And I remember just like being, is this who I've become to be? Is this who I am now? I feel like a shell of a person. I'm not... The you know the pillars that I define myself. I'm I'm a daughter. I'm a woman. I'm a student. I'm a writer. All of those things started to wobble, crash down one by one. Big huge pillars with the, and with each of the fall, the fall was great. Um. But with that, it was interesting because. It was out of that complete rubble and out of that complete disaster that something new was happening in me, and um, I ended up uh, having severe clinical depression. And my the doctor that I went to see was, um, she said, "You, do you know what your rating was on this this, tes- this test that we use to?" Kind of gauge where you are, and I was like, "No, I had no clue." Um, she was like, "You should be. Hosp- you should have been hospitalized like a month ago." And I was like, "Oh, that makes a lot of sense." And if it would have continued any more on that track, I probably would. I probably would have taken my life. Um, there isn't really. I don't like to obviously go far too down that road, but that could have happened. Very, very, it could have been very likely. But out of that rubble, then something, something started to happen, and like when the smoke cleared, um, I saw a figure standing in the distance, and it was Jesus. It was Jesus Himself, not. Who I thought of him, not what not my own faith in him, like, oh, I believe in the in God, so it 's going to be okay, not even that, but himself, he was looking at me, and he was holding up the temple now, all the pillars were being reformed, and he was the cornerstone pillar and so through that, through all this it's, it's pretty, it's just pretty miraculous. I, I just, I'm really glad to be here, and I'm really glad to just walk with you all in this. And, you know, if you guys have suffered with mental illness and, and anything like that, I would, I'd be happy to talk to you and just lift you up in prayer. Cause it's, uh, we just yeah, we we need to help each other in the body with that. So, yeah.
0: Amen. Some of you may have resonated with that. Sometimes our lives are held up with pillars that mean nothing. I've been there. I've had similar experiences. And in a lot of ways, what you really do is you open your eyes and you realize that it was rubble already, that the support you thought you had, the, the confidence you thought you had really wasn't worth anything. And it's good to get those knocked down. And so this is an invitation for you, if you're there, to be honest with yourself and with other people. And we're not going to take the time now, but, but later we'll have a time of prayer but in the future. So if this resonated with your heart, Celinda, I'll have you pray for us in a second. If this resonated with your heart, don't let it go by. Right. Do not let it go by. If God's doing something, don't ignore it. Take it. Take it to a brother. Take it to a sister. Um, whether that's after our time of sharing testimonies here or tomorrow or the next day. But allow God to, to work, that, work that in you.
4: Okay, so I'm just going to pray, pray over everybody for this um, and just for everything because Jesus really loves us. He loves us so much. Um, Jesus, I thank you for just assembling this group of people here, this specific group of people. And you've brought every single one here for a purpose. It's not by accident and you lead us in the most interesting ways to the places where exactly where you want us to sit and where you want us to hear and so i just ask for grace to be released so much grace lord the grace for us to be able to see see you and to know that you are holding up our temple because you dwell in us now. You dwell in us, and there's a reason that you want to be the cornerstone. Um, And so I just ask for grace and for um, a lightness and just a joy, Lord. Just spread your joy and um, just lift any burdens that people are carrying of this, of this nature. And, um, yeah, I just thank you for this so much. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: This song popped into my head, so just a cappella. Let's sing it, and and maybe the Holy Spirit will do something. All who are thirsty, all who are weak, come to the fountain. Dip your heart in the stream of life. Let the pain and the sorrow... Be washed away. Let the waves of His mercy and the deep cries out too deep. We sing, Come, Lord Jesus, come, come. Jesus, come. Thank you, Lord. What we get to do is we get to invite people. I forget where it is in Scripture. I think it's in Acts, but it talks about repenting so that your your soul may be refreshed. That when we experience a refreshing. I mean. I mean how many have experienced that in, with the Lord, with the Holy Spirit and coming to know Jesus at multiple times? Just a refreshment to your soul, and we get to invite people into that. This, you know, people who are who are wayward, just struggling, you know, striving, broken, hurt. We get to invite people into life with God, freedom, um, and and bliss. So, does anyone have any? testimonies of times that they've been able to invite people and to share the wonderful good blissful news of what jesus has done for us natasha was almost jumping out of her seat go natasha
6: thank you and um thank you ladies for sharing that was remarkable like both of you that's really powerful and i feel like what i have to share um is an encouragement for for others to continue um also sharing their stories and and just kind of being being obedient with that and um embracing what your story holds for other people so this is my little cupcake story um so just a, a couple of um I don't know, several weeks ago, I'd gone back to California to um, to a city I lived in for, for about a year. And um while there I was gonna be meeting up with a friend for coffee at the little coffee shop. And um, I had gotten there a little bit early and had uh recognized one of the one of the guys sitting down at one of the tables and I'd seen um, um he was a barista there and so just kinda made a small talk like, Hey, um, you come in on your days off, what's up with that? And he had been sitting there drawing and working on something. He's like, Yeah, I just like to come and draw. This is kinda of my place and um and he's like, It's it's my birthday. It happened to be his twenty first birthday, so his boss had bought him a beer and just kind of stoked on that and I was like, Oh, that's that's awesome. And um and he's like, Yeah, I just I just don't really like to celebrate my birthday. It's kind of kind of tough. It's it's not um just a lot of family stuff not something i really want to really talk about I'm like okay fair enough um but actually i've got to get going was what i had um said to him but happy birthday and i was like okay he needs a cupcake we need to celebrate his birthday like regardless of of why or how like what is going on with him like i need to find a cupcake and so um so, and the reason for this is actually something that God has done in my heart. Like, I used to detest my birthday. Like, I would dread it coming up because of different family dynamic stuff and and um, just, just the pain that would be surrounding this day that was supposed to be celebrating my life, yet my life wasn't the way that I had envisioned it to be. And so, but because of, like, who God has been, like, to me and, and, and with me throughout, like, throughout the years, Ooh, thank you um <laughs> like he's he's restored that to where i celebrate like now it's like yay god celebrates me and i get to celebrate me and when people's birthdays are up like we get to celebrate them and that's amazing so i went and i and i ventured out for a cupcake couldn't find it finally went to this hotel and well, this shranky hotel that also had a coffee shop and i w- they had little um, pastries, so I went and I picked up this pastry. And as I was walking away, upset about not having a cupcake for him, I um, I realized the name of the hotel was the Padre. Now, for those of you who um, have some sort of Spanish understanding, Padre means father. So it was like from the father's heart, he was like coming to bring and celebrate this man's life. And um, and I had gone and, and written just really shortly a little, a brief, a brief little part of my story and how I felt that that was what God had wanted for him and now I don't know the end of his story or where that takes him or what he does but I know that he was so grateful and so impacted for with with what God has done in my life and reaching out to um to what uh what I don't know just 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 being obedient to that and that the celebrating celebrating his life and I don't know it was just it was just really cool just very like Oh, this is, this, is, this is from the heart of God. We go.
0: Amen. That was powerful, but simple. All of us could do that. Go buy someone a pastry. Tell them that they matter. Who else has a testimony of sharing, sharing Jesus?
7: Okay, so this uh, happened a couple of years ago. I uh, I was single, and I started trying to online date, and I met this guy that lived in Chicago, Illinois. He was 22 at the time. I was about 19, so perfect age difference, right? So I started dating him, and and things were going great. We hadn't actually met in person yet, but we were planning on it. And I had, you know, all these dreams. Oh, we're gonna meet in person someday. We're gonna be together forever. We're gonna be happy. We're gonna get married, have kids, the whole, the whole deal, right? Okay. So uh, one night, I click on my Skype, and he's there, and he's like, "Hey, what's up?" And I said, "Oh, not much. Just thinking about you. How about you?" And he's like, uh, "Yeah, about that. Uh, I want to break up with you." I'm like, like I had gone from like the highest point in my life to feeling like I'm on the floor, just the lowest depths. I could ever imagine, and I'm just sitting in my room, just bawling my eyes out. Like I cannot stop crying because I felt this guy made me feel beautiful and wanted and important, and it's like how could he do this to me? And it's like I was naive, but you get that way when you feel love. You know, you're on top of the world. You got no, you know, there, you, there's no limit to, your, to how happy you're going to get with this person. And you, got, you can't rely on a person, though. You got to rely on God. And just what God did with me was he just took that time that I was just, my heart just dropped. And I was so upset. And he just used that time. He used that night. I switched on KTIS. And I heard them, I heard them, I heard the song playing uh, You Are More by 10th Avenue North. And I really just felt God speaking to me saying, it doesn't matter what's going on in your life because I love you. You are more than him. You are more than what he did to you. You are more than what's going on. And so it doesn't matter what's going on in your life. God loves you no matter what you're going through. So,
0: Thank you, sister. That was good.
5: give it up well uh i've had the opportunity to share with uh the lost and the saved because you know we all have struggles and even though i grew up in a christian home you know uh the joke is that i've (laughs) had sports injuries like a coffee shop only serves coffee um but uh I you know I I grew up in a charismatic home and was raised in a Baptist church so I was kind of it was kind of awkward um, then I started st- studying church history and uh found a little bit more balance and uh now I'm becoming Eastern Orthodox Christian um but through that journey um uh the, all the sports injuries uh God lifted me up and gave me opportunity to be objective about my faith and really test it you know the bible says to test everything to te- the bible says to test everything and uh study to show yourself approved and uh even even knowing that it's like it's like god's saying here i am this is me this is the truth but he's saying test me
0: Yes, you can, Stephen. We can do it.
8: Amen. So, um, I just want to share with you guys, um, whether you're at work, in an apartment, uh, wherever, uh, I strongly suggest that you press in and know that uh, God's words are gentle they're soothing, and uh, they're very, very deep. Um, yeah, I know why I did that. good. Yeah, that awesome. thank you, Nate. You're welcome. But um, I enjoyed it. thank you. But uh, I, when I was in an internship for like two months, I I did my work. You know, I did. But like, I also I also read the Bible a lot, and I really pressed in in the Book of Acts. John first, John, second, John, third, John, just the entire New Testament, right, and the Old Testament, because we can't forget about that and uh, I wrote this up on the board once it was um and Jeremiah, It says, before you were even formed in the womb, I already knew you, right. and uh, right. uh man, well, there was another one too, like before i before you were formed in the womb, I already knew you, and ah. Uh, it's good. It's really good words. And I'm telling you, when you're at work, do that too. Like, just like really reminisce about a verse and uh, read it, act it out. And this is what happened when I was in the internship for two months. I was reading uh, just a bunch of that stuff, just a bunch of good, strong verses. And at the end of the two months of being in that internship, I got offered a job because not only should we be hearers of the word, but we should be doers of the word. So we should right. be humble. We should be doing what God wants us to do and to work, obviously. Not to be, like, strenuous, crazy. Ah! I got to work! <laughs> Sorry. And, uh, no, but we, we have to be prayer. very, thank you. But we, but we have to be, like, gracious with our work. We have to know that it comes from God, and we have to do what he has in front of us all the time. In front of us all the time. And, um... At the end of the two months, last day, I swear to you, it's awesome. We met our supervisor, Richard ekobina on the fourteenth floor, looking at binders and boxes and stuff. He looked at us directly like this, and we were like, "Why is he looking at us?" Because I was with my roommate—I mean, my friend slash roommate, uh, Brad Cephus—and he's like, "I don't know. Let's just go back to you know, in, you know, work last day." And uh, he looks at us and he says, you know, I'm looking for more people in my department. How would you like to work with us? And we were like, oh, man, that'd be fantastic. So he gave us, a, you know, you know, info about it. And we got, like, hired, like, the next week or something or next month. And I'm telling you, again, please be not just a hearer of the word, but a doer of the word. And I'm telling you, I am already up with my time because I saw this guy just came up. But uh, please be a, a hearer of the word, a doer of the word, and a lover of the word. Woo! Yeah. Okay.
9: Okay.
0: Amen.
8: <laughs> Woo! So true! Uh, so part. true! Okay.
0: That's good. That's good. And God, God works at our jobs. He works wherever we're at, if we're willing, if we're open. Does anyone else have, have any more testimonies about being used by God in a specific situation? Lauren?
2: It's not technically me, but it's a testimony from Friday night at Stomp the Devil dance party. So uh, the purpose, uh, for those of you guys who don't know, we had like a techno, dubstep, trance, hip-hop party in the inner city on Friday night. And the purpose of, of why we did it was not necessarily... It was obviously to have fun and stuff, but but th- we've had our main house on a street called Charles Avenue, and we just bought property on the street north, I guess, Edmund. So we have a house, a men's house they're about to move in, and then we just bought a bar. And it's tough to do work there because of the spiritual climate. We have a lot of shamans on that street. A lot of just... It's just tough to do it. And so we really... We, we wanted to do this dance party to break up the spiritual not like getting worship music out that's just there's a, a drug like one of the biggest drug deal homes is right across the street from our new property so we're just like okay lord spiritual warfare like that's what we want it to be about and so anyway so friday night um if any of you guys were there towards the end of the night at about nine thirty, there was a guy who was kind of um drunk or a little bit intoxicated and he had a cell phone and one of the, our girls were giving their testimonies at it, and he was like super close to her face, and like filming everything. And so one of our guys had to kind of pull him away a little bit, um, to kind of protect it. But then, but then um, a couple of the missionaries went over and, and wanted to pray for him. And so he gathered just two little kids that were dancing, and so there was about three three of them, and then a couple of the the, the Christians or whatever were praying over him. And he just starts crying in the middle of it. And then, um, so we don't exactly know what happened. But then the next day, he comes over to the Godtown house. And he said he was having a party at his house in the alley of one of the, on that street towards the end. And he just felt something inside of him. Urging him to shut down the party, to close the doors, and to start walking out on the street. So he comes and grabs his two little boys, their two little kids, um, and they start walking towards the dance party. And he comes to the dance party, and he described it. He's like, I felt like there was a big bubble over the dance party. And which was the presence of the Lord. And just, yes, um, he's like saying the story again. He just starts crying as, a, as we got to minister again. So that was the presence of God. It's the joy of the Holy Spirit. And so I just wanted to encourage you guys is God's presence is so powerful. And he is pursuing people as we contend and we pray for his presence to come and his kingdom to cut flood, neighborhoods, the city, like where he didn't even really do anything other than pray. And the Holy Spirit just compelled him to come. So, yeah.
0: That excites me. God's a way better evangelist than you are. He's so good. Andrew. What? Yeah. Come on down.
3: I don't know about the chance, but Um, I just wanted to speak, it's more of a beginning of a testimony for me, but just on safety and feeling safe with God and with other people. And for me, I've been a Christian for maybe five, five, six years or something like that. Grew up in church and whatnot, but never really, I guess, to some degree feel safe with people, but never really felt like an ability to express my heart to other people or to be able to share deeper things with people and God's brought people into my life in the last year or so that have been able, I prayed in our prayer meeting earlier just to experience like physical affirmation from people to be held, to hug people and things like that. And just when we sing out, you know, like, you know, only you can satisfy. I think to me that sometimes is just a partial truth. And it's like, when I pray things like that, God's like, you know what, uh, yes, I do want to satisfy you, but I have a friend for you or different friends for you that want to satisfy your needs. So just wanted to encourage people to, you know, really walk out and kind of get out of your comfort zone and as God leads you to show physical affirmation and love towards other people. Amen. Yep.
0: We forget sometimes. We minister to people outside the church, but we also minister to people inside the church a lot. There's a crazy emphasis on the love we have for one another and what our community should exemplify to the world. Ben? Ben, 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 Ben.
10: Hello. I just want to testify from kind of piggyback what uh, Lauren was saying and um just what God did at Godtown was amazing and um we just kind of were there just to, you know we DJ the whole thing it was a blast but um we just I had stir it. I know who had fun it was a good time it was fun but just to encourage you guys that you know my desire to like DJ was like years ago and I just wanted to challenge you guys that in this room here there's so many people that have unique gifts talents abilities and it's like just to step out and actually see god use you guys because it's like the world is so lost it's so broken and it's like we need us as god's people to rise up and actually take the land and actually take those talents before the lord and actually sit and wait on him and then start doing something about it you know what i mean because it's like imagine if like no one like you know john didn't uh, step out and actually start believing god for what he's doing at Godtown. it's like all these desires, I'm excited to hear what Paul's going to be speaking on, you know, desire and dreams. Because it's like, in this room here, I can just see, like, the thousands of people that are going to be saved and ministered through our unique abilities. So it could be, you know, for me, it's DJing. For some other people, it's singing. For, you know, some other people, it's administrative stuff. Um, whatever. Everything is valuable in God's eyes. And it's like, I just challenge you guys just to step out. If there's, like, desires, dreams. Um, something that you just can't like get away from your heart—that's God. You know what I mean? And it's like I just challenge you to start praying about it and write it out and start doing it because God will bring you unique situations. Never thought I'd be DJing inside a inner city, you know, frog town. And it's like, look what the Lord did! Like, look what the Lord did! And just to testify too, right after our set, uh, one of the girls just so it blessed me. She's like, you know, I've been praying for my uh, brother for like years, and he came to the Lord as a result of the set. Just because, like, you, you know, it's like a unique sound, and it's just like, to God be the glory for that. And it's just like, imagine the lives that each of you guys uh, can reach with the, with those talents inside of each of your hearts, you know? And it's like, I love the Lord because he gives you those unique, creative, you know, desires, you know what I mean? And it's like, it could be anything, so it's just, anyways, I love you guys, I just wanted to challenge you with that, and just step out, because thousands of people are going to be saved as a result of your... Obedience to what the Lord has, because it's really God. He uses people. You know what I mean? Plain and simple, He needs you to be yielded to actually step out and do it. You know, because we got a world to reach. You know. So, anyways, awesome.
0: Thank you, man. Yeah. Woo, Janelle.
11: Um, So some of you kind of know my story. Um, I'm just going to be brief because it's long. But seven years ago, um, that's crazy to say, I was blessed with a bad right knee. Um, And many of you know the story about that. But um, after five knee surgeries, um, I was given a, a, a donor tissue. That was the last surgery I had two years ago. Um, And when I had the surgery, I was very bitter, very angry. Um, I couldn't figure out why the Lord did it, why I wasn't healed. And then um, people were praying for me and I had two visions um, of me running. Uh, The first vision was me back home in my little backyard with all the dandelions um, twirling like a little girl. Um, And that was something that I would never be able to do according to the doctor. Um, The doctor said I would never run again I'd never do high packed um, high pack sports. I was a hardcore uh, pick, it, uh, pick it up game volleyball player and soccer player. Um, I loved community and in those two ways. basically, um, I kept asking the doctor every two months when I would go back for my reviews, when can I run? When can I run?" I hated running. I hated it in high school, um, but I kept asking. Um, and he kept saying, well, got to get your quad muscle up. And once that happens, then you can run. And he's like, but you'll never run again. And I was like, eh, OK, I'll, I'll prove you wrong eventually. <laughs> um, and I'm very stubborn in that. And so I persisted. And at my one-year appointment last June, he said, OK, I'll let you run, but you have to make me a promise. And I was like, OK, fine, what's that? He's like, I don't care if you run 350 or uh, ski 150 miles. I don't care if you bike 350. Running is hard on your joints. I will let you do the walk to jog program, which is a physical therapy program that takes athletes and allows them to um, get back into running. And I said, OK, what's the deal? He's like, if you have pain or swelling, that's more than what you're used to or more than normal. You have to stop. I said, OK, fine. I went to my first physical therapy appointment and PT was like, what is your goal out of this? And I said, I want to run a 5K by the end of 2014. He goes, really? A 5K is nothing compared to what most runners want. Um, And so I'm actually training uh, to do that now. Um, And so that's, and my goal is to just run for Jesus. Like to, you know, the Bible talks about running the race and it's not a physical race, it's a spiritual race. So that's what I've been able to do and share my story.
0: Thank you. God's big. Yes, Brandon. Woo.
9: Uh, so, the last uh, two years, God has we. So we just had restored happen uh, a couple in the last month uh, for a majority. Of the time, and and I actually didn't have the opportunity to go to that, um, but God still had a. Uh, not even it was not even humorous. It's just the reality. Um, God was bringing a lot of healing in my heart, and so between uh, the beginning of February and and now, uh, God has done so much to um, to bring healing in my heart. From uh, my parents got divorced when I was uh, ten or eleven years old, and um, it was it's it's been difficult even still. Uh, about it was about two years ago when I first started coming to Communitas. There was a night when we were down here with a, a group of guys, and Paul had asked me, "Is there still? A, do you need to forgive your parents?" And I, you know, I, I broke down. So that was really the beginning of this this healing process for me. And um, and then come February, uh, it, it, it kind of broke into an even even more intense healing time for me. And so I just want to encourage you, my. My parents, um, I've talked to them many times about it. I've, I've asked uh, for their forgiveness. I've, I've forgiven them. We've talked about it. And, and yet there's still been so many times, uh, even um, in the last month, where the pain, emotion has come up in my heart. I'll be at work, and there have been times when I've, I've had to like go wash dishes and just tell the person I'm working with at the coffee shop, I need to go wash dishes because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cry. Um, and, and, and my heart has been so tender to, to him, and he's been so good. To me, um, but I, I guess one of my encouragements to you, my encouragement to you right now is: is um, it is like the Lord is so patient. He's been so patient with me. He's shown Himself so patient. Uh, believe me, if there's ever been a person that was just like, I want to be done with all of this. Like, God, just heal me and and get it over with. I, I don't completely understand that, um, but and I just want to testify. I went home for Easter with my family and uh, I've talked many times with my mom. I've called her even in the last two months. I've talked to my dad and I've, uh, my mom more than I have maybe uh, in the the last year. And I've, I've cried um, much more in the last two to three months than I've cried. (laughs) Maybe since I was 10 or 11, when my parents were um, getting divorced and uh, I got to go home and talk with my mom and just share with her mom, this is it, it. I've just felt like I had to get over it, and now I'm I'm finally working through it. And so I got to sit down and talk with her and share my heart, and then be able to listen to her. And we, my mom and I, uh, my mom was the one that um, got divorced from my father. She's the one that wanted to get divorced from my dad. And, and it was the first time um, in a long time where we've been able to connect heart to heart. And I just shared with her, it's hard for it scares me to connect with you, maybe more than any other person, um, not because of anything you've done. You've loved me so much. Um, but because of that time period. And so there's, tra- there's change, there's transformation, and it's, it's moved into every part of my life. Um, when I'm at work, I'm not getting as anxious anymore. I'm able to think more clearly um, because God is bringing healing in a, in a very precious part of my heart to him. And so I encourage you guys with that. Amen. All right. We are going to
0: transition um, again now. Um, but Who is encouraged? Good. I was both both for for believing what God wants to do in us, and for what He wants to do through us. Amen. On Tuesday nights, we're going to try to incorporate this a little more frequently, and just have like a couple people share, you know, just really quick, you know, one two minutes um, at the end of announcements or at some point um, during the night. I want I want to hear testimonies of people in your jobs hearing of the Lord. I want to hear testimonies of people getting healed. I want to hear testimonies um, of of big things that God does in your life. And don't you want to hear that from each other too? I I really do. We can come here every Tuesday and sometimes we still don't know who who we are in the most important sense. Um, And just a, a silly song popped in my head. Has anyone seen the Lego movie? I haven't but I work with kids. And so they sing it all the time. And just the one line, everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. Everything is awesome. And it is when you're part of a team, when you realize, hey, I'm not the only one that goes through that. Hey, if they can do it, I can do it. It it gets awesome. Even, Even the struggle becomes like just an experience and an opportunity to see God. It's no longer like, oh, woe is me and my own victimized self. It's like, no, I'm a part of this movement of God revealing himself to me and revealing himself through me, and it becomes an opportunity and an exciting place of stepping into vulnerability with other people who understand and know the same king that we have. Amen? Everything is awesome. When you're part of a team and we're a team and God is bringing us into seasons more and more of acting like it, behaving like it, thinking like it and and behaving like it. Right. Amen. Amen. So we are going to turn just to to one other person, to two other people. Okay, And, And we're not. Um at first going to move into like a big ministry time, okay? If something hit your heart tonight where you know that you need to share with someone and God's going to bring just victory and, and light in, um, you can do that at a different time. But what we're going to do is we're going to give you all an opportunity to share a little bit. So you're just going to turn to your neighbor and you're just going to share just a little short snapshot of what Jesus has done in your life, Okay. And um, f- some some people here have some some pretty extensive testimonies, um, maybe some some pretty intimate ones or very personal ones and so I just uh, just want to tell you that you don't need to to share everything okay with some people you might want to to leave out some of the details that that might not um, be necessary, um, but share the the the, the meat of what God has done in your life and, and express the, the joy and the satisfaction of what, of what there is. And if, even in your own group, if someone's going on too long, you can give them a little pat and be like, all right, like, you know, we all have to share here, okay? That's okay, because sometimes we get just so excited about what God's doing. We just want to share everything. Can we all right. Share the iPad app so, with God? so, what? Can we use your iPad app? No, it's my <laughs> iPad. And so, so turn right now, find one, two people. If you want to move to, to find someone that you've been wanting to, to hear from for a while, you can. Um, but just turn, find people that, that you're comfortable with, and just share um, right now just little snapshots of, of your life with God.